Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tooth Doctor podcast, the show where I talk to people from around the world in different healthcare professions. I'm your host, Dr. Dylan, a general dentist based in Ontario, Canada. Joining me for today's episode is the marvelous Dr. Avi Patel. Thank you so much for being on the show. You can go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Dr. Avi Patel. I uh, currently am in Austin, Texas. I'm a dentist. I'm also an online content creator. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to happy to start start chatting. Awesome. Okay, so a question that I asked all my guests, uh, why did you decide to go into your profession, which is dentistry? Yeah, so I, uh, I chose to become a dentist. Uh, I think so going back, basically, the person who inspired me to be a dentist was my uncle. Um, he he was practicing in the Northeast. And um, I think more than anything, I was drawn to his lifestyle. Um, growing up, originally, I wanted to be an NBA player. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I stopped growing in like the ninth grade. So I went from being like one of the tallest people to one of the shortest <laughs> by the time we graduated high school. So I realized, you know, maybe I need to do something else. And my parents were very much urging me to do something, um, you know, in healthcare or, 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 or one of the, you know, big prestigious careers. So, um, yeah, I, I chose dentistry, uh, basically. So I shadowed him one summer and, um, I saw the work he was doing, uh, and it was, it was awesome. Like patients were coming in, they were in pain, they were leaving just super grateful and, and happy. Uh, and not in pain. And I was kind of blown away, like, whoa, like that is a pretty sweet thing to do for patients. Um, and so that was like the clinical side. And, and he was doing a lot of different types of uh, of dentistry. And then, um, yeah, and then the lifestyle side of it, you know, he, he was always able to go on vacation. Uh, he loved to play golf. So he was playing golf all the time. Um, and then, uh, what really kind of pushed me over the edge is cause I was still debating between like dental school, medical school. And so he, one of the nights he had a dinner party at his house. And so a bunch of his friends came over and, um, he was having a great time, you know, on one side of the room. And then I was, it was like, I was like 16 years old. And, and one of his friends was talking to me, he was a neurosurgeon. And so he was asking me, Oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? And then, um, we were talking about it. And then, you know, he's like, you have to decide, you want to go to dental school or medical school. And then, so it was at that point where I kind of looked around and I was just like, you know, my uncle was on, my uncle was like having a blast on like a, a Friday night. And then this neurosurgeon's like talking to me. And I was just like, you know, can I ask, like, how come you're not like partaking in the event? And he's like, oh, I'm on call. Yeah. I was like, oh, so you're working. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. So I'm like, okay. And I think for me at that point, it was like, all right, I'm gonna, I, I just think I, you know, when it, when you take into account the years of school to go be, you know, some type of medical doctor, versus dentistry it's you know there's no comparison there and then also the lifestyle right it's like this neurosurgeon and I'm sure he loved what he did but it's like the years of sacrifice to get up to that point I think for me I knew internally that I was willing to work hard and sacrifice um, years to study to get to something that would give me more freedom and flexibility while still also being able to help people um so I think in my core, that's that's kind of why I chose it. It's not because I liked teeth. Uh, I've never had a cavity, so my visits to the dentist growing up were minimal. Um, it was it was more that, and that's kind of what drew me to it. That's a great point. Like the lifestyle is definitely something that a lot of people kind of they look at when they're what deciding whether they want to do either medicine or dentistry. 
and mm-hmm. for sure like a neurosurgeon like i can't even imagine how many years of school that just includes you probably had to do maybe like a bare minimum of five-year residency i'm assuming and then you gotta do fellowship all of that stuff and like yep. you said, you're on call like i have a lot of friends who are like doing the residencies right now and it's just mm-hmm. like oh do you want to hang out like I can, I'm on call. I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? Like, are we hanging out? Or it's like, well, we can hang out as long as I don't get a, you know, well, it's not a beeper anymore or whatever it is, right? But yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, it's, and it's crazy. And it's, and look, some people, that's what they want to do. And, you know, more power to them. It's just, I think having that self-awareness and knowing yeah. what I want to do is, is and, and, you know, I'm sure you kind of went through a similar process, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. What do you, would you say like your is just like a nine to five or like when you work in your clinic, is it like every day is kind of different, like with the hours or because I've, I've talked to a few dentists, some days they work a little bit longer. Sometimes they do have to come in on weekends. It depends on uh, the patients or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what I've found, so for me right now, um, I'm actually part-time. Um, I'm part-time. I'm doing uh, basically eight to, or sorry, nine to six. Mondays and Tuesdays. And then the rest of the week, I'm, uh, I'm doing all my online business stuff. So like content creation, supporting the doctors in my training program, um, and stuff like that. So yeah, but I've been in offices where it was like 11 to seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I used to work six days a week. Um, so it, it's kind of been like all over the place. Yeah. And you mentioned that you wanted to be an NBA player. Like what team were you thinking? Like what? what... Oh, Lakers for sure. Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. I grew I was born in LA and then like growing up, like my cousins lived there. So I would my during the summers, my mom would send us there. Uh, and so that's when they like Kobe and Shaq were winning a bunch of championships. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan for sure. Well, they have potential, man. Like they can, they can win it. Another one, I think with LeBron and AD still there. Um, um so how was de- your dental school experience? And like, how is it so different? Like that now you're in practice, like obviously a few years now versus like, your time in dental school yeah so um dental school was very much like work hard play hard um because i was i was at nyu so you know um living in manhattan i was 21 when i first started dental school Mm -hmm. and so it was um i mean it was good i think like i think i was i was really good at kind of compartmentalizing stuff so it's like when i was in the library you know, I would be like, all right, I'm going to study for like six hours. And then afterwards I would just like unplug and like leave it, leave all the stuff at, at the, you know, in the library pretty much like mentally, and then go on and like live my life. And, and I think that ability to kind of flip a switch uh, was good. Um, and then, you know, into the, getting into the real world, it was a little bit tougher, I think, because when you're practicing, you tend to take a lot more stuff home with you. Yeah. Um but that being said, you know, it's, uh, it's, um, it's still something that I'm like always kind of working on, but I've gotten better at in terms of like unplugging and finding balance. Let's see. So you said you went to NYU. Did you also do like a GPR residency? Cause I had somebody else on the show the other day, they went to NYU and they're explaining that whole, like, if you decide to work in New York, you have to do like a GPR, but if you don't want to, if you don't want to like live in New York, you can just go work out and practice for two years. Yep. back so did, what did you do so I didn't I didn't want to do a GPR I wanted to go straight to work I wanted real world experience so yeah, yeah I um I didn't do a GPR and I, I practiced in Connecticut so I, I lived in Manhattan my first year out and then I would take the train to Connecticut so my commute to work was like I don't know like an hour 15 well like yeah. combination okay. of walking and train and all that stuff 
but yeah, I did it. And then um, that's that that was like the first year. Uh, and then after a couple of associateships, it's like I had to I ended up getting a job at a Medicaid office like all the way up in New Haven. So I had to actually buy a car um, and drive like an hour and a half. Oh. Um, yeah. So it was definitely an experience. <laughs> Would you ever move back to New York? Like it's just such a different place. Like probably, like, so you said you're from Texas, right? Like it's probably. So originally I'm from Florida, but yeah, yeah, I was, I was at NYU in New York for, I was living in New York for like six years. And then for one year we, we moved to Stanford, Connecticut, like okay. 45 minutes out of Manhattan. And then um, we've been here in Austin for the last three years. So uh, I wouldn't rule it out. I think uh, one day we might go back. Uh, but right now we're we're like in Austin. So it's definitely a place I want to see. I've never been to Texas, but a uh, few friends who live there. Um, so you are actually known for your clear aligners and Invisalign. So can you can you explain the difference between like those two things, like Invisalign mm -hmm. and clear aligners? Yeah. So it's a great question. Um, so clear aligners is the treatment, right? So clear aligner therapy is the actual treatment. Um, the treatment being, you know, plastic trays on teeth that move them, uh, a form of orthodontics similar to braces. Um, Invisalign is actually a brand of clear aligners. So okay. Invisalign is like the biggest brand of clear aligners. Uh, they've, you know, they've been around for a very long time. They've done a lot of marketing. So people kind of, when they hear Invisalign, they think that's like the whole treatment, but yeah, nowadays, uh, you know, there's other brands that have been popping up. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause when I first started doing Invisalign, like people would say clear liners now, same thing. I was like, Oh, like, what's the difference? Um, yeah. but that's, it's crazy. That's like the power of marketing. Uh, they've basically made their name so strong that people think the whole treatment is their brand <laughs> no, for sure I, I honestly i thought i was like oh just invisalign that's the only one out there it's kind of like kleenex and like tissue 100 you just think yep. of, oh it's that's that's the one um so how do they work like can you kind of explain like how they're different than like your um your typical like fixed appliances how did like yeah. the clear liners work yeah so basically the the end result is the same right it's you're you're putting pressure on teeth to move them uh, you know, the actual intricacies, I believe it's, um, with metal braces, it's more of like a pulling force and with clear liners, it's more of a pushing force. Okay. Um, and so the way it works is you'll take an initial scan, uh, or a mold of the patient, and then you would submit it to, you know, the, the lab. So whatever company you're using Invisalign, let's just call it that for now. Um, you would submit it and then they, basically have an algorithm that they run the uh, case through to try to optimize for like tooth position and alignment. And then what they'll do is, you know, you can make your modifications and then uh, once you hit accept, what they actually do is, so for each stage, so let's say there's 20 stages in this treatment, they will print 20 models, each with the, like with the teeth in the anticipated movement. Um, and then what they'll do is they'll basically vacuum form their plastic over those models. And then those are the aligners, right? And so they'll cut those out. And then the patients, as they wear it, each tray is going to deliver specific force on specific teeth to get it to the place where then the next tray will be able to like keep moving it down the line, if that makes sense. Well, that was a great description of it. Something that I want to do, like I want to take some Invisalign courses because 
yeah it's such a big thing that a lot, a lot of dentists can do now so don't want to really be left behind but it's also something that's really interesting and mm-hmm. some a lot of patients kind of want you to be able to offer like the amount of friends i've had they're like oh can you do invisalign i'm like not yet but when i can like i will let you know <laughs> um yeah. so uh what made you decide to like make you like make youtube videos have a channel and like master class videos about aligners so basically when i was when um, I started doing aligners back in like 2020 and then I realized there wasn't like a go-to resource out there where I could just sit down and just learn everything about it. I really had to kind of piecemeal all the information together from different mentors and, and educational resources. And so, you know, I give a lot of credit to my, my biggest mentor, Dr. Christina Blocker. She's actually faculty for Invisalign and she helped guide me. And then I would basically take what she'd say. I go do it you know, some things would be good, some things would not be so good. And then I would, you know, try to troubleshoot it, collaborate and like go forward. Um, And then I was just kind of like, man, it would be like a lot easier if all this stuff was like systemized, you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I then, um, you know, I was just on a mission to like doing this procedure and doing it well and doing it efficiently to where, you know, I got there. Uh, And then once I got there, I realized you know, Hey, I actually want to help other people. Like I want to, cause at that point it changed the way that I practiced dentistry completely. Right. Like I was, a, I was in a very like burnt out state of mind. I was just doing basic dentistry. And now all of a sudden I take, I start doing this procedure. It's unlocking so much more for me. I'm making more money. I have more time. I feel fulfilled because I'm helping patients like transform, you know, their smile, their mouths. And then, um, yeah, I started teaching the dentist that I was working with. And so, you know, a doctor, he had no experience with it that I was working with him. He started doing like 10, 12 cases a month. Um, and he had like 20 years of experience. He's like, man, I wish I did this earlier. Uh, so then, then the DSO that I was working for the, the, the corporate office, they were, I basically asked him, Hey, can we like carve out a position for me so I can go teach, you know, the rest of the doctors in the company how to do this. Uh, they wanted me to focus on just doing the dentistry. Uh, so then my wife actually told me, she's like, why don't you start like a consult? Like, why don't you just start consulting? And I was like, oh, I don't know what consulting is. Like, what, what is that? Like, I'm just, I'm a dentist. And she's like, oh, you just basically you help people and then you, you can charge for it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I started teaching dentists locally. And then what got me to then start making content was I was like, how do I market my consulting services? Cause I was like cold calling offices. Like, Hey, like you want to learn how to do this? I can help you. Um, but I realized like social media was like way more easier in terms of like the reach. So I started making educational videos on how to do it and just putting it out there. Um, and then I looked at, I was making it as a way to help kind of like get leads. But at the end of the day, I was also just trying to put this information out there for free because someone like yourself, who's a younger dentist, like I wish somebody was kind of doing that you know at that scale and so I was like at the very least if I could just teach people how to do the basics like that'd be awesome um so that's all like the that was the YouTube videos that was the Instagram reels and then the master class I made as a way to put even more like basically taking the information and making it more like structured and then mm-hmm. giving that for free as like a sit down proper like free training um And then I, after that, then created uh, like a full online course that people, that dentists can pay for, they can get credit for, uh, and really learn how to do it step-by-step. Well, that's awesome that you have that available. What advice would you give somebody who like wants to start like a YouTube channel? 
Yeah, I would say if you want to start a YouTube channel, uh, you know, the biggest thing is you in the beginning, I would say, like, try to pick a topic that you can talk about. I mean, forever, like if there's something that you're very passionate about or something that you genuinely like care about, start there. Um, and then I would say just start, but don't get tied up in thinking you need equipment and all that stuff. Just take your phone you know, the phone is great. Even the microphone that comes with the phone is fine. Like just sit down and just start making videos uh, mm -hmm. and then try things out. Right. Like, cause you got to remember in the beginning, everyone struggles from like perfectionism and like this, you know, fear of getting started, but just start and just make the videos and who cares? Like you're probably not going to get that many views. And like, that's fine you're, because the quality of content you're putting out, you're not doing it for the quality in the beginning. You're doing it to just try to like do something right and get started then after a while you can start kind of making the investments into different types of tech but my my thing is my advice to someone wanting to start is pick a topic you can talk about forever uh you know if anything grab a ring light put your phone on it and then start talking that's great advice i've seen like a few uh, like dental instagrammers they've they kind of like show that they have an, uh, sorry, a YouTube channel now. And mm. it's like, oh, okay. So people are doing that. Not just so much like a blog style, but they have like, like yourself, they teach like a certain topic or whatever it is. So like, not like your Instagram, you're also very big on Instagram. So like, what is like the key to your success to growing on Instagram and like yeah. having a big social media presence? I feel like it's an app now that changes so often. Like there's this algorithm, you know, for a while it was like static posts and it became reels and trying to compete mm. with graphs. But like, how do you kind of stay like at the forefront and like continuing to grow and like actually being seen on Instagram? No, it's a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing is I was just started consuming more of that content, right? So I, 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 a lot of the people who I follow are like professional Instagrammers, uh, Instagram coaches, stuff like that. And they just, they share tips, they share knowledge. And I just, I consume it and I take it. And I'm like, great, how can I make this work for what I'm doing? And then I try it. Yeah. And you're right. It's always changing. And so I think right now it's what's led to my success has been consistency. So I have always been trying new things. I have always been like taking action and I don't let myself um, get too comfortable because I know that, Hey, in a month from now, there's going to have to be a different way to go about this. Right. There's, and I don't do that to like, just do a bunch of random stuff. Like I have a system and I kind of go about it a certain way, but I'm, I've learned to be flexible when new things come out, like different, different styles or different techniques or, you know, whatever, like carousel posts, reels, like trying it and mixing it in. But above all else, like what's led to my success to grow the page has just been consistency. Okay. I think with like my mindset with the Instagram is like, just what can I have to offer that my followers can like use? Yeah. And like what can, you know, what else, Cause there's so many people on Instagram, but like, what do mm -hmm. we offer? It's like, when I'm making videos, I just try to think, can I, is this useful information? Is there something that one of my followers can be like, oh, I didn't know that. Now I know this. It's useful. I can like take this advice and do something with it. Dude, hundred percent. You, yeah. um, and I've seen some of your recent stuff too. Like I see you're kind of switching it up and you're like directly yeah. like talking about things. The more you do that, the better they're going to be. And yeah. the biggest tip that I could say is like, if you can like nail the hook, mm -hmm. like saying something that's going to catch somebody's attention to then get them to want to watch yeah. that video will perform well, because yeah. if you don't have that hook, 
it doesn't matter how valuable your information is on the other side. They're never going to see it. Yeah, I think it's even the, the attention span, even me as well. Like you have to get that hook within a few seconds. Oh, it's, Otherwise... it's, it's real. Like probably the most viral video that I have is like the one where I just say like dentistry is toxic. Yeah, yeah. People are going to watch that. And like, you know, the video itself is quite long, but I mean, you say something. And that's the thing is like, my tip also is like, if you're going to make reels, you got to, you can't be afraid to be a little polarizing, right? Like you have to have your thoughts. Your, don't try to speak to everybody because mm -hmm. I, I used to do that. I still do it sometimes. Like I'll be like, oh, like I'll say something and then I'll like, like kind of not take it back, but I'll like defend it. And it's like, no, just say it. Like it's, it's fine because at the end of the day, it's going to get people's attention. As long as you are not like maliciously doing anything, like you are entitled to your opinion. And that's the whole thing with social media, right? It's like, you have your platform. So you need to share your authentic message. Um, but yeah. No, that's awesome. Thanks for all that advice. Like I'm sure the listeners and obviously me too, like I'll be taking that advice and uh, using it. Uh, so I want to learn more about you personally, Avi. Uh, like, so what's three fun facts about you? Three fun facts about me. Um, let's see. I have lived on the East coast and the West coast. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have, I mean, I've, that's another, I don't know if this is a fun fact, but I wake up at like 5 a.m. <laughs> I, I feel like younger version of me would be like, oh, that's interesting. Cause I used to love sleeping, but um, let's end on another fun fact. I, um, I, uh, let me see. This is tough. This, you is, know, like this is always the hardest question for my guests. Like, no, yeah. like, I can ask the most like difficult, whatever thing about dentistry. They can answer it like top what's of the fun about you. And then I was like, what's yeah. fun about me? Like pause. Oh, uh, I got, I, so here we go. Fun facts. So like, I, I never always, oh, I've never had a cavity. There's okay. That. Yeah. Um, and then I'll give another one. Like I, I never used to always wear glasses. Uh, my vision has just gotten worse ever since I went to dental school. So these are like okay. readers. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> So you said you went, so you lived in the East and then you lived in the West. Mm -hmm. How were they different? Like, obviously like the West, is it more of like a beachy kind of thing or? Yeah. Like so or? so I, I was, when I was actually living on the West coast, I was very young, but I've gone back and visited. And now that I've lived on both coasts and even now in Texas, I can see like the East coast, especially the Northeast is very, everyone is always doing something. Everyone's moving. Everyone's like, it's a lot of motion and action and stress. And on the West coast, it's like very like laid back. Like everyone's just kind of chilling, like they're yeah. doing stuff, but the urgency is not there. And then in the South, it's like very similar. Like they're very slow. They're very hospitable. Everyone's still like just chit chat. I want to get to know you and stuff. Uh, but yeah. And how can you wake up so early? Like I'm also like an early bird. I wake up at six. It's yeah. Crazy. But you know, you feel like you've accomplished a lot Mm -hmm. like waking up a little bit earlier doing a few things by the time like most people wake up it's uh it's a good feeling but why do, so why do you wake up early though no it is a great it's a great feeling um but i i uh i i can wake up early because i go to sleep early like i'm in bed usually like nine ish yeah okay it's quite early but um yeah uh and then i like it because yeah i get i get time to myself like it's before there's the noise from the world I can just kind of get up. I can, you know, I stretch, I journal, I'll meditate, you know, yes, I'll scroll on my phone. It's a habit I'm trying to like not do, but um, yeah, I just kind of get like, it's just like literally like free time. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I can start my day after that. And it's, it's like, 
it's just it's just good there's something about like being up before the sun like you know is there and mm-hmm. i don't really watch the sunrise but like i'm at least up like while it's pitch black outside and yeah. then as the day kind of goes on because usually that's when i would study it was in the morning before i would go to like clinic and everything and okay kind of see like even like my window like it would just start to get like a little bit lighter inside like the room and stuff right right something like my friends who are like in medical school they have to wake up early for like residency they, they mm-hmm. got to wake up by whatever five they're like why would you do this like on purpose like we're doing this because we have to you do it for like a different reason i'm like it's hard to explain but it, it's a good feeling but um it does feel good it's like you got an early win before everybody else yeah, exactly. Well, thanks again for joining the show, Avi. I had a blast talking with you. You can find uh, Dr. Avi on Instagram at dr.avi, and you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Dylan Sharma. Check out previous episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. 